You're listening to the Black Eagles podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Episode 217 of the Black Eagles Podcast. And I'm your host. That's right. Sinan Swarting. Live from New York City. On a Friday evening. No, sorry. Thursday evening. Losing track of my days here. Uh, Apologies for being late. I gotta be 100% honest. I was... Waiting for news, I thought maybe we'd hear something about a new coach. You know, a lot of mumbling and rumbling in the media. Murat Sanja, uh, president of Adana Demirspor, stoked the flames with rumor mongering and weird comments. So, yeah, I'm a little delayed. My apologies on that end. Beyond that, <clears throat> there's no real transfer news out there, I gotta be honest. Um, I heard some talk of Koray, Koray Gunter, right, who plays for Hellas Verona, 27-year-old, central defender. We certainly have a need for, for help on that back line. You know, modern football these days often requires three men on the back line so that you're not left out by, by two wingbacks going forward when you need them to. So, you know... Should we um, get a coach someday who, who is of a modern mentality? It'd be good to have a few good central defenders, including Montero. I think he's one of them. And, you know, Vida, perhaps. But then a third. I don't know. It's not Wellington for me. But anyway, that's enough about that. Let's get this thing rolling. Operation is in effect as of right now. So, of course, we've got to talk about Adana Demirspor. And not that anyone really probably wants to, right? There's a reason I was waiting for talk, R.E., a new manager. But let's dig in. Let's just do this. Let's take our medicine, so to speak. So for Besiktas, another new look. <laughs> Yet another one. We're, 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 we're jumping around at this point. Um, so Ersin Destinado on the back line. Domagos Vida and Wellington, who is apparently now back into the rotation. Um, back there with Ridvan Ilmaz and Kerem Kalafat. Uh, getting another look, interestingly. Then we had Atiba and Nejip on, in the back of our midfield with Alex Teixeira set up ahead of them. Kyle Laren on the left side, opposite Rashid Gazelle, and of course Mishi Batshuayi up front for our opposition, their goalkeeper. Arianet Muric, 23-year-old Kosovan, up ahead of him. Tayyib Sanuc, 22-year-old Turk, next to Samet Akaidin, 27-year-old Turk. Khan Kanak, 31-year-old Turk, is their left back, with Jonas Svensson, 28-year-old Norwegian, as their right back. 
the middle of their midfield would be Benjamin Stambouli, 31-year-old Frenchman, next to Gokan Inle, 37-year-old Swiss man, Swiss midfielder, uh, Matias Vargas, 24-year-old Argentinian, on the left side of their midfield, opposite Yunus Akun, kind of a young prospect of sorts, 21-year-old winger who's you know, getting a lot of uh, positive praise for his season this year. Up on top would be Birkir Bjarnason, 33-year-old Icelandic forward. Next to, or slightly behind perhaps, 31-year-old Italian Mario Balotelli, famed hater of all things Besiktas, for some reason. It's going to torment us as long as he's playing in this league, you know it. Now, Worth mentioning that Adana Demirspor comes into this match in third place, in good form for the most part. They had drawn their last match, though it was against high-flying Alaniaspor, who were in quite good form. Prior to that, they had won two matches in a row, uh, beating Rize on the road. For Rize, who have been, you know, tougher since uh, since they hit rock bottom, basically. Uh, but then a big 5-0 victory against Fatih Karagumruk. Um, before then, they had lost, though, to Konyaspor, who were right ahead of them in second place. I mean, not right ahead of them, per se. Although, it's worth noting, Konya lost to Trabzonspor. So, three points here, you know, could theoretically put Adana Demirspor in contention for second place. We'll talk about the standings later. Um, prior to that, they had drawn Kayseri, but before that, they had defeated Fenerbahce 1-2 uh, on the road. So, you know, kind of big news, I guess we could say. Yeah, let's talk about this one, right? Let's just, let's just dig in. So, right out of the gates, um, 14th minute. Um, I, I'm not sure which of the defenders. I'm, I'm sort of inclined to say that it was uh, Sanuch, Tayyib Sanuch, uh, who headed it out poorly. Alex would get on the other end of it and take a volley, like a one-touch volley. Poor one that would be easily saved by their keeper, Muric. And a, a, a wasted opportunity for sure. 18th minute. It looks like we were going to pay for it too. Bjarnason comes in. Um, looks like he's going to going to get a one-on-one with the keeper. Although Domagoj Vida comes in with a really nice diving save uh, and keeps it nil-nil. It, within the same minute, however, uh, Yunus Akun would would on, on the ensuing counter basically. Um, do a really job of teeing up Svensson, who had come forward, who would do an even better job of finding Mario Balotelli right outside the penalty box, who would send in a shot just wide. Tough one, which he'd placed. Could have been down a goal again there. If not for the little worse luck, perhaps. 30th minute, Rashid Ghazal um, finds Atiba kind of in the box. He sends it back outside of the box to Kedem. Kalafat alongside the wing who's come forward. He sends it in really well to the head of Alex Teixeira who slams it into the top of the, the, the goal and bam, we're winning. Nail to one. And you gotta say, for the most part, kind of against the run of play. I mean, it's it's basically two to two as far as big chances at this point early on. Uh, but yeah, and we're the ones 
ahead for a change. We're on, on the better side of that. So there you go. They come back, you know, fast and furious, basically. 36 minute Balotelli. Um, sends in a long ball that, I mean, there's a little luck involved in it, to be honest, because it was like a one touch pass. But it, Domagos Vida kind of screws up, doesn't quite extend himself to defend it. And it tri trickles all the way through to Yunus Akun, who forces a good save from Ersin Destanolu, keeping us ahead. 39th minute, Vargas would find Balotelli in the box, and he would, it looked like he skied it, but in fact it was just over the bar. So lucky again, still ahead, but lucky. <coughs> 41st minute, Wellington with a yellow card. Uh, and then on the ensuing play, Balotelli would get the ball kind of outside of the box. He would school, I believe it was Vida, someone into just absolute submission. Um, and then send in a shot from distance low across the goal mouth and into the left side of the corner of the goal, just perfectly placed. But luckily, in the build-up, there's a foul. Um, Vargas, it was, who stepped on Rashid Ghazal in the build-up. And so the goal is taken off, and they are furious. Balotelli gets himself a yellow card. Mishibachuai, um, so I mean, there's three cards given out. Vargas gets the first one, complaining. Yunus Belhanda gets one. Uh, and then, like, Balotelli's screaming, cursing, yelling this whole time. Uh, then, but it's it's uh, Mishibachuai who gets a yellow card for complaining. Somehow. For like 10 seconds, he complains about, I think, where the ball was being placed or something. But anyway, on the next minute, in the next minute, in the 46th minute, first minute of extra time, Balotelli gets a yellow card for a really, really terrible tackle. And it, that should have been his second yellow card. He was really cursing and screaming and yelling at the refs. Um, so, yeah, terrible, but done. Terribly done by the ref there. They should be down a man, honestly. And so they, they, they give them four minutes of extra time and then blow the whistle in the 40, 52nd minute. Uh, meaning they got seven minutes of extra time. So, whoops. Uh, well, yeah, that's how we go into the half. Up, nil to one. Tenuously, because they're, they're looking for action, no doubt. But, so far so good, I guess. You know, I mean, we're definitely not the better side here. Although we're not out of it just yet. It would be in the second half where things would turn sour. Second half. Um, again, you know, Adana Demir comes out, the, 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 the stronger of the two sides, no doubt. 56th minute, a free kick from deep, comes out, uh, gets, gets cleared out sort of poorly, drops to Yunus Akun, who forces again another great save from Ersin Destanova. Yunus getting thwarted, probably pissed. It was right after this on the next play, uh, on a less intriguing highlight that uh, Ersin would make a, a less impressive save, but would get something thrown into his head. And I gotta be honest, like for me that's like animalistic behavior, that's trash. Adana Demir Sports fans become today's, they, they make the hit list, no doubt. The fans of Adana Demir Sport, and we'll talk more about it later, but just absolutely classless, throwing things, disgusting behavior. That's not what you're supposed to do, and like hard things that can really hurt people, 
terrible behavior. It's just, yeah, not good people. Sorry to say it, man, but that's just not how you behave. Never. Um, anyway, lots of sort of back and forth. Bajanet has a couple of weak opportunities, mostly vis-a-vis -vis Rashid Gazal coming back on the counter. Uh, and not doing particularly well, if we're going to be 100% honest. But no real highlights. Substitutions, however. 62nd minute, Emirhan Ilkan would come on for Alex Teixeira. And you get the logic of taking off Alex Teixeira. He, you know, he's, he's not impacting the game much. And you want someone who can come back more and be more of a presence physically. In that sense, I'm not sure Emirhan was the answer. Umut Merash would come on for Ridvan Yilmaz. Fine, kind of like for like. In the 66th minute, Damjan Djokovic would come on for Benjamin Stambouli and Yunus Belhanda for Birkir Bjarnason. So kind of more of a number 10, but certainly a more talented player. For Besiktas, Mehmet Topal would come on for Kerem Kalafat. Uh, injury, so it's not exactly something that Undead Caravelli would have wanted to do here. Nejip slides out. Mehmet Topal into the back line. Oh, sorry, into the back of the midfield, rather. Eh. So now we're dealing with a, a Mehmet Topal, Atiba, Emirhan midfield. Okay, not exactly positive football, necessarily, especially with Emirhan. You know, not quite standing out since the, that nice debut of his. 77th minute, Alper Uludai comes on for Khan Kanak. Brit Asombalonga for Matias Vargas. And Asombalonga immediately starts impacting the match positively for his side. 91st minute, it was a corner kick. Cleared out, it would drop to Samit Akaidin. And he would head it into the back of the net. Goal, one to one. We all saw it coming, unfortunately. So yeah, in extra time, we'd made it that long. It's officially labeled as the second minute of extra time. Guven Yalchin would enter the match for Rashid Gazal. People are sort of criticized the move. I don't think it's fair to do so because Gazal was tired. He'd taken on a lot of the onus of our attack for a while there. In the fourth minute of extra time, Yunus Belhanda would send in a cross. Not particularly well placed. Kyle Laren clearing it poorly, however. Again dropping to Samet. Akai Din. This time, with his foot, he sends it into the back of the net. And we're losing 2-1? No. Uh, Balotelli was standing in the path, offside. No goal for them. Still 1-1. One one. While they're looking at this, fans are throwing a lot of things at this point. So the hit list is well-deserved. These are terrible individuals. Tons of things being tossed out of the pitch at this point. You know, towards players, referees. I'm not entirely sure if it's protocol to not, you know, to allow that kind of treatment from fans, but nothing was done somehow. Seventh minute of extra time, Samet Akaidin is uh, given a yellow card for, for whining, I think. Uh, but yeah, and it would end one to one. No good for anyone. I really, like the whole match, I was trying to consider who I could give man of the match to. I still don't know. I'm gonna maybe have to look at the stats myself. Adana had most of the possession here. 52% to our 48. They had 17 shots to our 12. Two big chances to our one. One big chance missed to our zero. 
They completed 305 passes at a 76% rate. We completed 278 passes at a 72% rate. Absolutely terrible. They committed 17 fouls. We committed 13. They were offsides four times. We were offsides eight times. They had eight corners. We were we had we had four corners. So a little bit back and forth, fairly even if we're going to be 100% honest, which is saying a lot. Adana Demirspor is now playing very much at the level of the big the big clubs in Turkey. I guess in a, in a certain light, getting a point in Adana against a side playing very well in third place is not the worst result, theoretically. And interestingly, Beshtaş had six shots on target. They only had three. They were off target seven times. We were off target five times. So even though we had less shots, we had more shots on target. Many of their shots were blocked. Good defending. They hit the woodwork once. So, you know, say what you will about all that. Now I'll talk about the the the. I'll do. I'll go down from the best rated player in the match down to. You know, again, I'm only going to go through the guys who are rated highly above a seven. So the highest rated player in this match is Samet Akaidin. Of course, he scored maybe even twice, if not for Balotelli being off. And there's some, by the way, justice to, to their get to them getting that goal that goal called off uh, the way it was, because they they got a lot of help from the refs in our first match that gave them the draw then. So for them to lose the win and, and have to take another draw in that manner is fitting, even though I think it was absolutely justified. Uh, second highest rated player is Tayyip Sanuc. So there's two central defenders, the two highest rated players. Then Matias Vargas, Jonas Svensson, the fullback, Nejib Uysal, Wellington, Kerem Kalafat, Rashid Gazal, Atiba Hutchinson, their keeper Muric, Balotelli, Domagoj Vida, Yunus Akgun, and Ridvan Yilmaz are the only players rated above a 7. To be fair, Michi Bachua is a 6.96, so if you were rounding him up, he'd be in this group technically. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know if anyone here is really pulling me decisively. I guess you could give it, like I was thinking, um, Domagoj Vida had, had a couple good diving, saving tackles. Nejip had one. Kerem Kalafat, a great assist. And a good match, although he didn't play the full thing. I mean, I guess let's look at Kerem Kalafat's statistics, right? He had an assist. He was 20 of 23 at, for, with his passes, 87%. Three key passes. 34 touches, so, you know, he could have been a little bit more involved. Although, again, he only played 66 minutes. Perhaps he would have been more involved. He would have had more touches had he played the full 90 and not gone down with, a, hopefully, a small injury. Although, you know, I, I guess we'd all prefer to see Rosier back regardless. He was 3 for 3 with his crosses, 100% rate, and again, one of them an assist, right? 1 for 3 with his long balls. 1 clearance. Um, only 1 recovery, you know, so, I mean, he could have done more, but again, a lot of that is when they were really pushing the most towards the end of the match, he was out of the match because he'd gone down with a slight injury. Again, hopefully it's slight. Yeah, I mean, I guess he's my man of the match, right? I'm, I'm, go I'm obviously going to give it to someone on Besiktas. You, you know, statistically, Nejip was superior. But I don't think he really stood out to the extent that Kedem did. Kedem obviously had the assist, so that's 
fantastic. So yeah, I'll give it. I'll give it to Kedem Khalifa. How about that? Um, so let's talk a little bit about standings. Um, Trabzon with a win against Konya is solidly now in first place. They're up by 12 points. Konya has a, a game in hand still, but that just means that they could you know, they could theoretically just be down by nine points if they were to win that against Bashakshi here. Konya has 48 points. Adana Demir has 41 points. Again, though, Konya has that game in hand. So although Adana Demir Sport is only 7 points back now, it could be 10 points. Uh, that said, it is Bashakshi here that Konya has to play. And Bashakshi here is in 4th place with 40 points. Also 40 points, Alanya Spor and Fenerbahce. 39 points, Hatay Spor. And then 38 points for Besiktas. Right behind Besiktas is Gaziantep with 35 points. They have a game in hand. So they could be level on points with Besiktas, although I think Besiktas is sadly in eighth place regardless because of uh, goal differential. Kayseri also has 35 points, but same same amount of games played. Sivas, 34 points. Fatih Karagumruk, 33. And then Galatasaray with 29 points. Just three points ahead of Gidison, who's in the, in the top relegation slot. Although Kasim Pasha, Antalya Spor, and Gostepe all sort of sit between them and relegations bound. Gidison, or at least for the time being, relegation bound. So Galatasaray is, uh, again, you know, only three points out of relegation, but actually like four positions up above it. They have 29 points. Besiktas has 38. So, you know, we can certainly say we're having a better season than them, if that means anything to anyone. Besiktas' ne next match is this coming... Let's see, when is it? This coming Saturday, February 19th, 11 a.m. For you know, here in New York City. So again, check your local listings as always. We will be playing Altai, which is of course significant. Um, we have w each won once playing against them. They beat us in the league earlier this year, two to one, in the beginning of our downfall. But we beat them in the cup more recently in December the very end of the year, December 30th. So we have the upper hand more recently, but you know, certainly the fact that they've beaten us in the league already this year means we can't just take take this sitting down. Um, it's worth noting that they're in 19th place. Um, though in decent form, uh, their last match, they drew Rize at home. Before then, they beat Gostepe in the big Izmir Derby, nil to two. Prior to that, they had lost to Konya, nil to one, lost to Fenerbahce, two to one, lost to Alanya, nil to two, lost to Kayseri, one to nil, lost to us, one to nil on the cup, lost to Kazim Pasha, two to nil, lost to Trabzon, lost to Gidison, lost to Hatay. So they had lost nine matches in a row before beating Goztepe in the Derby, the Izmir Derby. So um, they are changing their fortunes, although drawing Rize is not exactly hot stuff. Although it does have Jetson now, so we should uh, consider them improved at the very least. No. Um, yeah, they're in 19th place. One spot above the bottom. So Yeni Malachia is definitively the worst, but Altai is, you know, not doing particularly well. 22 points. 
Remember, Gittison is in the final relegation spot with 26 points. They're four points behind them. Five points behind Ghost Hepe and being free of the relegation zone. So, yeah, you know, not not a lot of fanta fantastic stuff for them to report about. Their leading goal scorer this year is Leandro Capel, the Dutchman, Dutch winger. He's 32. So that'll be someone to take note of. Besides that, you know, again, like, they're not playing particularly well. They, they're not scoring a ton in general. Um, they, their striker, Kada. I don't know, he's Turkish. Deniz Kada, 35-year-old Turk. Um, you know, he's been getting playing time. He scored a penalty in the recent match, so... He could be playing, I guess. You know, I don't know. I don't really know what to, to look out for with them. Their last lineup featured that Denis Kada fella as well. Um, Leandro Capel, Kazimjan Karatas, 19-year-old Turk. So you know they're playing some kids, mixed with you know the usual kind of aging veteran foreigners and Turks. So it's a crapshoot, especially with the way we play these days. Ideally, we'd get like a great victory and something to uh, to build on here. It looks like Channel Ganesh is not immediately incoming. We're sticking with Undead Karaveli for the meantime. So uh, hopefully he takes that vote of confidence and does something positive with it and we're not suffering for having watched Besiktas this coming Saturday. But like I said, Saturday, February 19th, just a couple of days away, Besiktas will be hosting Altai, 11 a.m. New York city time so check your local listings and as always let's go Besiktas peace out everyone hopefully better days ahead Besiktas International hopes you enjoyed this program.